This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. All right, welcome to my podcast. I am joined today by a gentleman who is has become quite a fixture in my life. Let me welcome to the show my uh, personal... Um, what do I call you? My personal tech gene, <laughs> guru, genie of all things tech, Mr. Kareem Graves. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Karen, what's up? Um, a lot. So we have these off-mic conversations yes. that some of them need to be on mic. Some should never be on mic. But this particular <laughs> one uh, we were having, I said, when I get a chance to sit down with you, I need to talk to you about this on mic because right. it's burning a hole in my soul. Right. Okay. So we were talking about uh, leadership in business. And I said to you, this is the first time in my entire career that I've run into a person, a man. I'm going to be real. This is going to be a, one of them conversations. Well, I've run into a man that is secure enough in his abilities to do things, to not try to A, dominate, B, come in and feel some ways about my particular power, but also you, you're you strong enough in what you know how to do that we are complete partners in a lot of things. And it feels great. That's good. So um, we had a conversation about that. And, you know, off mic, I call you King Karen. <laughs> Just because, like, that's what it is. Like, I, I'm, I've been taught as a kid to look at people as equals, no matter gender, no matter, you know, whatever it is, right? And one thing that I pay attention to here is how everyone moves to Karen's beat. And and I don't mean that in a negative way, and I don't mean that in an aggressive way. I mean that, you know, you have a task, this is your task, but you still have leeway to do something else, to grow whatever it is that we're doing, to make it easier for the next person, to make it cool. And my mom, you know, when I was younger, instilled a lot of that in me, just watching how she moved in and out of relationships, um, my dad leaving before you know I really knew who he was um you know all of those things I was raised by five other women her sisters and you know my grandmother and her friends and and the thing that was really important for me to recognize is anyone can be a leader anyone can be a dope leader anyone can do things that you you deem oh that's a man's responsibility or that's a woman's responsibility or that's a this or that's a that it comes about you know when you're in a situation where you have to do something you start to shine and you start to see those things actually come to fruition like my mother had to act as my father at times right and I don't like I don't condone that or I don't think that's a, a real thing but when I say that I mean that my grandfather was in my life constantly. My uncles were in my life constantly. Any person, any man that she ever brought around me had something to offer. It wasn't, you know, someone who just took, 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 took. They gave as well. And and that was the thing that helped me grow and helped me recognize things like Serena Williams may be top three athletes of all time, but Period. she doesn't get recognized. Right as that and the fact that people don't see it i believe there's something wrong with the world because you should see that right so i somebody asked me as a matter of fact i was walking in um to sirius 
and somebody asked me, uh, and it was a guy. So this guy cut off another guy. He was on a bike, and this man, this white man, got in this guy's face and was like yelling at him, this and that. And the, this um, security guard was walking next to me, and he was like, "Yo, that could go down completely different. That dude needs to watch himself because you can't get in a man's face like that." And so we were just having this conversation about, you know, how how men react to certain aggressions and things like that. And then I was talking to him. I was like, "You really can't get in a whole bunch of people. You can't get in my face like that either." And he said, "Have you always been like this?" And I was like, yeah, ever since I was a little girl, I've been this person, this little, my parents can tell you I've been this person. And it's interesting, you know, when I run into business, because when I get into rooms where I completely know everything it is I need to know about a thing, and I'm in a room full of white people or a room full of men, the, the mic be previously, now I think I've grown into that space, but when I was in my twenties and thirties, I didn't get heard or people didn't acknowledge me. So I got into business with men. I always had men partners because I wanted access to the rooms that they wouldn't give me access to. And I was telling you about one of my partners uh, wanted to make sure that the business had his name first. And I was okay with that because I'm like, I'm always going to be Karen Hunter. Right. I, I'm I'm running, driving the bus. It doesn't matter. I, I, I don't need my name on things to be validated. And he felt very strongly, you know, I'm, I'm raising sons and I want to make sure I have a legacy. So I was cool with that. But as I think back on it, you know, and you, you had something to say about it yeah. when I told you about it. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at that situation, it, it's pretty weird to say that, you know, I'm doing this for legacy. I have sons. I want to leave them something or whatever. The bottom line in that statement and that conversation and, and the way it went down was you weren't thinking about the business because the machine has to operate long before a name, long before any of that matters, right? Because companies' names change all the time, right? Somebody comes in, they buy it. Another founder may come along. Somebody, you might not want to do the business anymore, but you want your name on it. And legacy to some people means so much. And like I'm I'm okay if my name isn't on the marquee is if it's not on the masthead because the machine is being built by me and the people that are involved and and we go in this full circle and it doesn't matter like you know we used to have um like when when I my first company my very first company we had a young lady who um who is now like she's doing really big things she's like the head of or a director at Chase um, cybersecurity or whatever, but my partner used to be, you know, on it like, nah, she can't come to this meeting or don't allow her to do this and and don't do this. And she was my friend as well as somebody that I worked with. And my my thing was like, she might be the smartest person in the room when it comes to this. Why are you stifling the business for ego? Because that's all that is ego. Oh well, such and such may not like a woman being in this room or so-and-so might, well, then that's a room that we shouldn't be in as a company because our company won't grow the way that we want it to because we're not putting our best foot forward. Mm. I, I recently had a breakthrough and the reason why we're having this conversation because uh, some things went down and I'm in a particular position right now. And the backlash to the thing that went down really kind of like 
surprised me at the same time it hurt me hurt my feelings and it hurt just how things were moving and I'm like if I were a man in this position those comments wouldn't be made and and I think back now the reason why I capitulated and it wasn't a hard capitulation because I don't really care about my name being at the top of anything but the reason why I was easy it was easy for me to give this guy his his name on something that he wasn't qualified for like he didn't have any experience background or knowledge of wisdom in this industry yet i put him at the top of the of the of the of the company because all i could hear in my head and and this has been something that has also you know followed me and i and i black need women protecting black, black men yeah we do that mm-hmm. it is just our nature and i felt like yeah i want this brother to have his legacy for his boys and that felt good to be able to do that and but at the same time there's a flip side to that in that if you don't do it somehow you you hate men it's you know all, like it's, it's there's like no no middle ground like if i'm not always even in the midst of this last thing that happened, I look around, I'm like, I'm the only person at this place. I've given more black men opportunities than anybody else in this place. I have, me, single-handedly. Yet that still came into question, and I was like, what, What? where's this coming from? Ego, like you, I, I mean, you can't get around it. Like, I, my grandfather, right, he taught me a lot of things and the one thing he taught he tells this story or he told me the story one time and um he and and he grew up in in Alabama racist south um south and he was he was saying how one christmas he was working and he's he's a mason and and he he lays stones and he was building a, a house and he was building a foundation for a house and the guy that he worked for said it's christmas eve you can leave and so my or, or whatever time you finish your job, you can leave today, right? And so my grandfather was happy and his team was they were they were wicked. They were really good. They they got they got their job done in half a day. And he said that there was this other guy with another team whose house in the same area wasn't complete. So he told um the guy who was paying my grandfather you know, we want to leave. White guy, obviously, right? White guy, we want to leave. He was like, have your nigger mm. um, finish this so that we can go home. So the guy that that paid my grandfather was like, you go tell him. So he went over there to tell my grandfather, hey, nigga, you're going to finish this house and we're going to leave. My grandfather broke his rib, broke the guy's rib. He punched him so hard that he broke his rib. <laughs> finished his house and left in the racist South. Right. And that story changed the trajectory of my life because if I'm looking in a room and I see, you know, diversity or whatever it is that you want to call it, like, Oh, it could be a room full of women and it could be a woman run company. If the people are good, they're good. Right. And, and that's, they'll, they'll bring you in or they'll bring someone in who's good. But because we look at things from a certain perspective right you got to look at a company and like if the company is good and it's being run by all women you know or or, or the country itself is saying that you know women don't have job opportunities black people don't have these job opportunities i'm looking at it completely different i'm looking at it as 
there's opportunity here for this woman to do this thing. There's opportunity here for, for these black people to do this thing, right? Who wants to be a part of something that's racist and legacy, that's um, sexist and legacy, that's, you know, all of these negative things when you can literally build all of this stuff on your own right now, today, without... You having know, to deal with that. Without ever having to deal with it. To, to and, and you have a story because your story is, you know, all of these institutions were this. So I started my own this year. No, your hundred year plan, thousand year plan, 10,000 year plan. Like the first person that laid that first brick on the Great Wall of China, they didn't see it to completion. No. But they knew they weren't. Right. And they did it anyway. They did it anyway. So my breakthrough came in not caring anymore. Like, and, and again, you know, a lot of us are moved by what other people think and say about us. And we spend a lot of time navigating that in our own lives, right? Mm -hmm. Navigating and managing other people's feelings about who we are and what, and my Ego. thing is, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, are you being serviced? Is there a product that you are, are happy with at the end of the day? Does it matter? Through which it comes. And, you know, when, when I had Drew on the show and he was saying, we don't have the luxury as black people to discount anybody, right. to throw anybody out. But on another level, we must as black people include everyone. And right. we and, and if you're a guy in a business who feels threatened by a woman who might be more talented than you. <laughs> yeah. What, it's, what, what it's, are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's a weird, weird, you know, position to be in, like. You know, I've I've been down and had girlfriends who have taken me under their wing to help me get to a position, right? Not like not provide, you know, a little bit. I mean, take care of me or, or take care of the bills until I could do whatever it is that I could do. And that's an equal in my eyes. Like if if the if the expectation is for me to do that as a man and then do it and you know we so you're have saying it didn't take anything away from your man that's so know. you know this is why and again you're you're an alien because i've never <laughs> i'm not made, an alien no. because in the beginning it, it hurts you it's like your pride is whatever because you're raised oh you got to take care of your family you got to take care of your woman and you got to do all of these things but when you're in the situation and you realize right you know, she makes just as much money as I do or her brain works just like I do or she's, you know, doing all these different things and handling this part along with this and has less ego or, or enough self um, self-awareness to say, you know, my pride is over here. My ego is over here. Look, go do this thing. Go I got do this. you. I got you. I'm going to support you. And then not throw it in your face. Right? Once you once you once you reach that breakthrough or once you see that point, then you realize that when you have a partner that's your equal, it is nothing that you can't do. I am after this experience will never again be unequally yoked in a relationship or a partnership and and I don't separate them. I think they're very they're, similar they're how we move. Yeah. Um when I was married, my husband let me and I say let me take care of him. But his ego wouldn't let him get up off the couch to do something. Right? So 
my my breaking point was coming home every day after being in them streets working and you're sitting at home in front of the television with a pot of food and you haven't done anything all day. Right. But I understand now that it was depression and it was a host of other things, but I can't but mitigate that you're for not, you. You're not, you're not his therapist. I had to learn that also, that, you know, my problems are not her problems in that sense, right? She can empathize, sympathize, like, oh, whatever, but I need to seek help. I need to get fixed. I need to do all of these things in order for us to survive as a couple because if she's well and happy and I'm over here down and depressed, the balance is going to be off. It's, it's the yin and the yang. Something's not going to work. And trust, it's, it's a lot of people in relationships that don't work, but they're in it because of perception, what things are supposed to be. There's a lot of men holding down five and six jobs to take care of his family, you know, because a woman, you know, there's a woman in the house that says, hey, you know, you're supposed to take care of me, you know, and all of these different things. But if, you know, Here's what I here's what I'm doing. Here's what you're doing, and we come together. It amplifies whatever that thing is, and that's the true nature of partnership. Yes, and you know, and this is why business, personal, let me, whatever. Let me tell you, uh, and I and I wanted to have this conversation with you publicly because I need people to understand too that you can't get anywhere by yourself. No, nope. uh, the things that I'm doing, the things I'm about to do, you're instrumental in doing them with me, Kareem Graves. And we have such a unique partnership in the sense that you know so we have weird. there's no contract there's no but there's there's a level of trust that i haven't had with somebody in business in a probably ever so i'm just going to say that too publicly right. that we don't need the paperwork we got receipts receipts because yeah and and, and and law right i learned this too emails everything that we talk about it's receipts we like the paperwork actually distracts you Right, because you gotta. I, I damn, I gotta pay this lawyer to do this. I gotta go do this. All right, oh, this term says yeah, this. This term says this, but it's all interpreted in court differently when whatever. But if you have your emails and, and receipts, like yo, I did this. I said we do. You know, this was gonna be done. It's not gonna. We we move different. We move like where we move trained, like someone trained us. We move like lions in the zoo. We don't move like lions in the wild. Lions in the wild. Don't have a feeding time. They have to go find their food. They have to go. There's no contract with the zoo that, you know. At 5 o'clock, there's going to be some meat right. that's going to be brought it's out. And we can come out and then the people can look at us. And, right. Yeah. That's not how it works. And and it shouldn't work like that in, in our while, right? Right. But we're a land of laws, nation of laws. We start listening to things. You know, but laws designed for us always be at the bottom. Yeah. I came to this rec rec reckoning actually last year when we came together and you said, I'm going to build the hub dot news. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right, I'll believe you. But you did it. <laughs> but but then I was like, man, you know, you didn't ask for anything. You didn't. You know what I'm saying? There was there was like this understanding that we were going to rock together. Was it wasn't going to be this, you know, this laundry list of money that we had to, you know, and I'm going to get this amount and then you're going to do this. It's right. like we're in this for the the end for the long haul and i don't know what's gonna happen kareem but, but i'm just like this but it's, but it's going to happen it's going to happen yeah whatever it is it's going to happen like we we met we had a conversation i knew what i could do right i listened to you and i knew what you could do so right there is is the relationship brewing right i i know like can we trust each other you know can can i say this in front of you can i be my whole self can i be who i am can i tell you you know some you know some things that might not be so bright about me or you know that aren't you know perfect about me but nobody's perfect and in this world 
right? We, again, we watch things, we put people in boxes and we, we have to force people to be this thing because that's what you're supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to happen. And, you know, looking at partnerships and whether, again, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, you know, even if we're on a team, our, like a week ago, um, Chauncey Billups says something about Carmelo Anthony and, you know, I don't, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I I want this. I want to say this story. He said that, you know, Carmelo Anthony was great or, or um, is a great basketball player. He was happy scoring 30, right? He he didn't care if he lost and got 30. You know, if he lost and got 30, he'll pick his team up. But if he had 22 and we won or and the team won, it was a problem. And I look at that in business, like if – such and such made, you know, a million dollars this year and their bonus was whatever. And the low person on the totem pole lost and we had to fire them. There's something wrong with that picture. There's no balance there. And and it's the same thing in our culture, being black. It's the same thing, right? If, you know, these guys over here are billionaires and they're winning, but my neighborhood is, is really, trash. It's trash. Yeah. It, we're like, losing. We're losing. And if everyone felt that way, if I live in a place... Like this morning, I got up and I had to sweep again. I talk about this all the time because I hate doing it. <laughs> but I can't drive. I cannot drive by my place and see trash. Right. It yeah. does something to my. Because and even it's if it's not mine, place. right. And so I got up. I went. I couldn't even go. I'm like, I have to sweep, and I went across the street again, <laughs> and I dumped the stuff. And I'm saying, like, if everybody had that same feeling about. Listen. Move like ants. Yes. Right? The first ant discovers, like, let's just say you drop a peppermint on the floor or, or in the street. <laughs> right, because, you know, we, they do right. they, they do eat some peppermints. And, you watch, and you, watch the, you watch the first ant come, and he leaves the trail, and then you see that second one come, and before you know it, you have a mountain of ants devouring this, this sugar and taking it back to their... To their home. Because that first one left a trail, right? For them to find it, correct. And and what what happens with us is, you know, we we forget to leave the trail. We forget to give the no, information. No, we don't forget. Oh, we don't want to leave the we trail. We don't want to leave the trail because we don't want someone to to get this peppermint. Us. Right. It's silly. It's silly. Um. So let me just again publicly thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, you know, and I want to keep having these com the, these off mic conversations, and it was way better off mic. I, I, why, why is that? Like, <laughs> I we, don't know. We I get, get like nervous raw. Behind this it's like, microphone. oh my god, <laughs> like the stuff we said off mic. I was like, we got to do this off mic, yeah. and half the stuff we didn't say. But I hope you get the sentiment of it, the sentiment of it. Um, but I really wanted to get this off my chest because you know a lot of my early business was informed by by fear of people perceiving me a certain way. So then I went out of my way to not be that person, but it hurt me because now I'm diminishing myself so that somebody else can feel like something that they don't deserve to feel. Yeah, you're dimming your light for someone else to shine through. And a lot, and I think a lot of people, particularly women, and I'm going to do that gender thing, even though I don't, again, I feel nervous doing it, but a lot of women put themselves in a position so that their man can shine. And and that's, to me, that's not leadership. If if your woman has to diminish herself so that you can be big you're not very big right you just made her small mediocrity and you thrive in it and once you start thriving in it like men who abuse women and same women who abuse men if you have to belittle someone in order to beat them like i mean i'm talking sports but we watched the nba finals this year 
the whole Golden State team was hurt. It diminishes the championship. Yeah. It diminishes the watch. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. What would it have? What if would Katie have, was there? Yeah, if this, what, yeah. If right. Clay didn't get hurt. And what if what if your like what if your significant other makes more money than you, and 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 that's what your battle is, and and trying to be someplace. What if they make more money than you? Does that make you less of a person, or does it get you to a point where like? Damn, they're making that. Let me get myself together. Let me together. get my let weight me, up. Yeah, let me do make this. Make it a competition. Right, make it a competition, but in a way that it doesn't. Well, everyone wins. Everybody, but everyone's winning anyway, right? If you're playing together right. that way, you're right. winning anyway. How many true partnerships are there out there? You know, right. I, I have a, a male friend, and you know, he calls me quite frequently about different things, and I'm like, "Where's your wife?" <laughs> I can't talk to her about this. I said, well, why did you marry her? Why did you marry a woman you can't talk to? Well, he may not be able to talk to her about business. No, we ain't talking about business. Okay. All anyway, right. no, but all home. right. Okay. Yeah, no, but you're, you're correct. And yeah. for the record, I would never be with somebody's husband. But <laughs> but it, it is frustrating to me that, that you should be able to talk to your, your significant other you, about business. You, you should. Because y'all are in partnership. You should be able to go deep, dark, and and say some things that you know your your deepest darkest fears so that they can understand how to a maneuver and move in certain rooms together and protect you in those situations and and for for you know lack of what it is protect the business protect, protect the business protect the family if it's the family protect the family protect the business like everyone can't know everything about the business but if you two three, four, five, six, however many, you know, partners there are in the business. If you sit at the table and you're focused on the business and not just, you know, my cut, trust that that business will grow. I promise. Well, I'm hanging on these promises and yeah. we are, I'm, I'm so excited about the things that we're going to do. Cause I, I was saying to you the other day, to get to a place where everything you've ever imagined in your life to create, you actually can get it done because now all of the pieces are in place. Yeah. And to see the kind of world that you want to live in because you can make it happen, that you can literally change the world. Like some of us think about, oh, I, I, I want to change the world when I grow up. Right. We are actually changing, changing the world for the better. Yeah. Our world for the better. So I just want to thank you for, for the partnership and for restoring my faith in this thing uh, because I thought I was going to have to do it all myself. And it's such a harder journey when it's you have impossible. to. It's like, impossible. Yeah. Ple like it's impossible. And, and, and everyone needs to know it's impossible to do it by yourself. You hit the lotto. You didn't do it by yourself. Trust me. Right. Just, just bear with me for one more, one more minute. Somebody had to build the vehicle or the shoes, or whatever it is, the clothes, make the clothes that got you to walk to that location to get wherever you got to. Somebody built the machine. The lotto was created by by us, actually. We created the lotto. Black people? Black people created the lotto. Just All right, I'm going right? to Google search that Google when we search finish. it. Um, and all of these things had to happen. Other people had to play in order for you to get money or enough money to win and do all of these things so it was togetherness even though you walked yourself or drove yourself or rode your bike or however you limped however you got to that <laughs> place to play the lotto it didn't happen by you it didn't happen because you were by yourself no matter what it is you do you didn't get here by yourself you need partnership you need partnership it's it's detrimental to the existence of a business
And on that note, uh, we're going to keep having these conversations off mic. Maybe we'll bring more of them on mic. I thank you for it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're, you're reluctant. You know, yeah. Like I got to drag Kareem kicking and screaming <laughs> to the microphone most of the time. Um, but I appreciate your mind is beautiful and you. um, your spirit is beautiful. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing what's next. But this, this is the blueprint that we're also putting down. You know, this is how people need to deal in business. This is the way in which you achieve things by having equal willing people who understand the mission and they have skills and, and are able Respect, to get it done. belief, yeah. trust, loyalty. All like, of that. Like, yeah, it you, can happen. You, you, yeah, you hear it all the time, but that's really, like, that's what it is. Well, thank you, Kareem. Thank you. All right. Till next time, y'all.